0: We moved! That's right, pardon my pancreas listeners and watchers. We moved into a new apartment, but I know you're actually here today to learn about how I ate an entire meal without giving insulin. i get into the details, but I'll tell you, it does have to do with moving. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Alrighty, so we got a lot to cover today. And uh, while the background may not look super different, I can guarantee you behind the camera looks wacky because we moved over the weekend and uh, and there might be a slight echo in the audio today. I have not uh, built out the room yet to be a studio, but I can tell you there's about 70 foam soundproofing tiles behind the camera that I will be installing over the course of the next week, hopefully ready before our next episode. But today's topic definitely has to do with our move and uh, the last week has been a whirlwind of events. Uh, We'll start with the obvious, right behind me, you can tell there's a computer screen that is moving right now and I am not touching it. It's because there's a tech support guy taking over my computer remotely because I got a new laptop and something went wrong and I don't wanna break it. So I said, you can go ahead and take it over. Uh, So I got a new laptop that I'm trying to figure out. We moved into a new apartment. I mean, there's a number of other things that I just can't talk about yet. But don't worry, future episodes will reveal even greater things. And uh, in today's episode, we're talking specifically about the move, all right? So last week, we decided to go to an open house kind of thing, whatever they're called. And I uh, said, you know what? This is our dream apartment. We're going to go for it. And within 24 hours, we had looked at the apartment, talked to the, the people in charge, whatever it was. You can tell this was largely Lisa, my wife's uh, mastery. She, she kind of took over for the whole apartment search. Anyways, long story short, we got the apartment, we moved in over the course of two days, and now we're in. We're trying to figure everything out. And so while we're building into this, uh, this new life, into our new apartment, you know, getting things figured out, where they're gonna be located, during that process of getting the things over here, it was two days move, right? That's, that's hectic. Two days. Uh, and all of the physical moving, the, the boxes, the couches, the furniture, all that kind of stuff happened in one day. One day we moved locations. <laughs> that's a lot of stress, a lot of work. And from a diabetic's perspective, at least you should be thinking about this, a lot of exercise, right? Picking up boxes. And for us, we're on the third floor. So moving boxes up and down stairs, non-stop i literally did not stop moving for about 12 hours straight i laid down after dinner and i was like holy cow this is the first time i have stopped moving the entire day and what's really cool about this is that as we we know at least we should know exercise can improve insulin sensitivity right and knowing this going into it and my wife and i are chatting beforehand because she's also very knowledgeable she listens to what i say and and the, uh, the diabetes coaching that I do, she can hear the coaching calls that I do, but I tell my type 1 diabetic clients on how to stabilize blood sugars. And so the day before we move, she goes, Matt, don't you think that you should you know, adjust your, uh, your insulin for the moving process? It's going to be a lot of movement, right? Movement, because we're moving, there's, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere, but we're not going to go too deep into that. I was like, yeah, it's a great idea, right? I'm going to make some adjustments, going to make sure that we're ready for it. So I made my own micro adjustments in my basil based on calculations that I run, of course, using our 80-20 blood sugar formula. So I know exactly what to do with my basil. And then day of, I ate my full breakfast, you know, 100-something grams of carbs. It was delicious. If you think you can't have carbs, you've been lied to. It's it's just a huge lie. You can totally have carbs. Uh, Blood sugars are perfectly stable. Entering into packing boxes and moving things, blood sugars were cruising about 135. I was like, this is perfect, love it. I'm not bordering on low, I'm not super duper high, let's attack this, right? We get through a couple hours of moving stuff and lunchtime comes around and uh, we actually hired some help. We we're gonna uh, have movers come in to get the heavy stuff and they had a big truck because my little car can't handle you know, couches and entertainment centers and our bed cannot fit that. California King, no way. So we hired movers and they were coming right after lunch was supposed to end for me. And Lisa was like, Matt, are you sure that you want to go into six, seven, eight, who knows how many hours of moving with that much insulin on board? She knows that I eat massive meals, right? And I'm looking at this going, Lisa, I'm trying to gain weight. I'm trying to build muscle. You need to eat food in order to build muscle. Like, muscle is super important to me. I want to be fit, right? And so I'm kind of getting into it. I'm like, Lisa, I want to have a very large lunch. I'm doing a lot of activity today. I want to fuel my muscles in addition to the workout that I want to do. And she's like, whoa, 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 you want to work out and eat lunch and then move. She's like, exercise plus insulin on board plus exercise, exercise, exercise. See, she's a smart cookie. she knows this stuff. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's a valid point, right? Uh, I would probably not want to put myself into a position where my insulin sensitivity is supercharged with multiple bouts of exercise and insulin on board. So I'm like, all right, all right, here's what I'll do. I'll go uh, a lower, lower carb, and we'll kind of work our way through the moving. Now I can get some food. And I'll just snack throughout the day. And she's like, oh, are you sure? I don't want you to be like worried about going low. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try something. So I took a step back. and I was like, all right, Matt, how can we turn this into a challenge. How can we turn this into an experiment to learn from? And I thought, you know what? I bet you if I remove the berry that I set on my basil and set it as if it were one of my normal days, where I sit here at my desk, right, and I don't move, so a relatively sedentary day with a workout mixed in in there. What if I revert my basal settings, my basal insulin, back to a normal day and I just go for it? But I'm gonna snack. Throughout the day, I think, and this is my theory that I had, I think that if I do that, I will still be able to consume enough calories spaced out where I'll still be able to consume an entire lunch in order to counteract the activities of the day, right? The blood sugar lowering activities that I'll be incorporating. So, lifting heavy boxes, you know, recruiting lots of muscle tissue, large muscle tissue, right? Legs, back, arms, chest, all these different muscles are going to be used and are going to be uh, requiring recovery fuel, requiring that replenishment. Uh, lots of going up and down stairs, right? Different types of activities that are likely improve insulin sensitivity and use existing glucose. So I'm thinking, okay, I can still eat an entire meal. What if I do not bolus At all. What if I give zero insulin, revert my basal back and say, I'm running these calculations in my head. This is why I do what I do. I love running different formulas and seeing how I can manipulate blood sugars through different insulin sensitivity activities, type of food. That's another key factor here. The type of food that I had for lunch. Huge factor as to why I was able to not bolus for my lunch. So going through the day, I start picking at different types of foods, calculating, okay, that type of food's gonna have this delayed impact on blood sugars, this type of food's gonna have more of an immediate impact on blood sugars, this type of activity paired with that type of activity equals this level of insulin sensitivity. You can see, as things start to pair up, I pair up the right foods with the type of exercise that I want to incorporate with that, I am able to literally skip an insulin dose and eat an entire meal, around 100 grams of carbohydrates. Not even including proteins, fats, right? The calories that I consumed were off the charts with zero insulin. And guess what else? Flatline blood sugars the entire day. In fact, I just got this clarity report back. It looks like I'm getting a phone call. Let's end that. That's actually the support guy, the tech support. Sorry, guy, we're recording right now. I'm going to show you guys a picture right here. For those of you watching on YouTube, if you're listening to Spotify or Apple, iTunes, whatever it is. I'm showing a picture of my Dexcom graph that day. Let's get it to uh, focus on there. There you go. 24 hours in range, flat line. And I'll show you something else. We're gonna pull up one more picture. This is the report that I got the next day. Let's get it to uh, be larger. Right there. Dexcom clarity report for time and range. 97% in range over the full week. Full week, that means I was 100% time and range for days on end, and those days were hectic. Let me tell you, running back and forth between Best Buy and getting groceries and getting the movers all set up, and then two days of full moving schedules, tons of activity, all these different variables coming into play, and I was able to maintain 100% time and range. Now that comes only, only as a result of three key factors, the three foundations of how I run my life with diabetes. You ready for this? Understanding, I understood how different factors were going to impact my blood sugars, right? I knew about the different types of activities. I knew about the different types of foods. I knew about how both of those were going to impact blood sugars at a different level, right? Different macronutrient variations, different types of exercises will impact blood sugars in a unique way. And as you pair them in different pairings, you're going to see they have different results as well. I knew that the, the scheduling that we had was going to impact blood sugars. Sleep schedules, stress levels, all these different things. Understanding where blood sugars are going to fluctuate and why enables you to do number two on the list, which is experiment. That day was 100% an experiment. I, I don't think I've ever intentionally skipped a dose and then just seen what happens. Right? That picture that you saw, did you see a spike? Let's pull it up again. I got got to show this to you guys. Did you see a spike in my blood sugars on moving day? I'm going to pull it up, pull it up. I guess that also depends on what you would consider a spike, right? Because yes, it did go up. Yes, it did go down. But the entire day did not fall out of range. The only reason that's possible is because I understood the fluctuation patterns, what to expect, and I have experimented in the past. Now, this whole thing was an experiment in and of itself. I was able to eat an entire meal over the course of moving day without giving insulin. Now, did I have my basal insulin still running? Yes, right, I wasn't, I didn't unplug my pump and just go for it for 12 hours. That's very dangerous, I would not recommend that. But, that, that level one, understanding what your blood sugars are doing it gives you a lot more of a chance of figuring it out beforehand in order you're in the second phase, experimentation, experimenting with your blood sugars. We are all unique, massively unique. Are you going to be able to go, like let's say that your job is moving people, right? Like the people we hired. Are you going to be able to do what I just did and have the exact same outcome? Absolutely not. Everyone is different. That's why we follow a formula-driven approach. This is not uh, the one diet you're supposed to follow. It's formula-driven. What if you don't like carbs? What if you're keto? the formula works. It's not the diet. It's not one specific type of exercise plan that's going to cure you of your diabetes. No, it's a formula that we use to determine the outcomes, which leads us into phase three, prediction. Going into those different exercises, the different uh, eating patterns that I had, the different types of foods, the behaviors that I had throughout that day, I was able to predict where my blood sugars were going to go. And as you saw in that picture, literal proof, my blood sugar stayed perfectly in range 100% of the day as I predicted. Now, is it always 100%? No, that was pretty cool. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. But as you saw the entire week, 97% in range, average, average, which means I was higher than 97% at least half the time, right? So once you understand what blood sugars do, you can start to experiment. Once you understand and experiment, you begin to notice patterns, which will enable you to predict your blood sugars. Now this episode, uh, I'm giving you this as a a glimmer of hope. I'm not saying that you should not take insulin. Absolutely not. Insulin is your your key to survival as a type one diabetic. You do need insulin. Maybe someday we'll have a cure, but until then, it is our responsibility to do everything in our power to take care of this, to take over control, to take responsibility for this disease that we didn't ask for. But we have to deal with it. This is the hand that you were dealt. What you do with that hand, how you play out, will determine your outcomes. And you can sit back and say, well, I don't wanna deal with understanding. I shouldn't have to read books and do research for a disease that I didn't ask for. You're absolutely right. But your quality of life is gonna suffer as a result right? Now, I didn't ask for this just as much as you didn't. But what I did do, after years of denial, I will give you that. I did not jump into this world initially. But after years of denial, I decided, hey, I need to take control of this thing. I need to control my diabetes in order to live my best life. If I can control my blood sugars, then and only then can I focus my attention on more important things like creating memories, getting outside, going for adventures, traveling the world, doing things that I love. That is possible for me to focus on those things once, and only once, the blood sugars are taken care of. right? If you're ignoring your diabetes, it will eventually catch up with you. Could be a couple months, could be a couple years, but it will catch up with you if you don't take care of it. So, prioritize your diabetes, understand. This could look like research, reading books, jumping into a program like what we offer, any form of understanding will help you improve your control, leading you into the ability to experiment, right? Have a, you know, educated hypothesis instead of just throwing, it's like, what do they call it? Throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. You don't want to be in that kind of experimentation. Well, let's see what happens if I take 20 units of insulin. Hopefully I don't die. No, that's a terrible, terrible way to experiment run through safe frameworks, follow proven methodology in order to experiment safely, and then you will be able to find patterns, look for routines that you can follow in order to see more consistent blood sugars that are predictable, okay? Last thing I'll leave you with, consistency will always lead to consistency, right? My normal routine, relatively consistent, but moving last minute. We had almost no time to prep for this thing, but moving last minute enabled me to put myself to the test, to live that spontaneous lifestyle that I was used to pre, you know, lockdown. (laughs) And in that moment, I said, you know what, I'm gonna challenge myself even further. Let's see what happens if I experiment while adjusting on the fly, right? And because of the existing knowledge and understanding, experimentation in my past, and formula-driven approach that I follow, I was able to stay in range, to have nice cooperative blood sugars throughout the entire day, have multiple days with 100% in range. And uh, today, I actually broke the 100%. I think today I'm like 97, and I I went high for a little bit, unfortunately. But it happens, and none of us are perfect. So it's super, super important to remember that as well. Just because someone has 100% time in range one day doesn't mean that they're perfect every single day. But if you are not at least at 70% time in range, at least something's wrong, you should be at 80% or higher honestly uh most if not all of my clients are able to achieve at least 80 percent time and range some of my clients hit 90s in the first couple of weeks 90 percent time and range it's incredible so what i want you to follow from this episode look at where you can understand more what have you been avoiding right maybe you need to look deeper into the pre bolus maybe you need to look deeper into the timing of insulin maybe you look more into exercise right if you are unaware that diabetes and exercise have different impacts based on what type of exercise you're doing, then you need to go check out my free training. Okay, I did a training on this, I covered how different types of exercise can and will impact your blood sugars differently. If you didn't know that sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it stays stable. You need to go learn about the two different types of activities and exercises that not only will help with your blood sugars, but also how to help them without experiencing the difficulties. I don't want you to have to deal with this, the super lows where you gotta run to a juice box instead of just running on a treadmill, right? <laughs> so uh, go check out that training. Uh, and that one, if you haven't heard it before, is at diabetesinaction.com. I go over a ton of my formula, how the 80-20 blood sugar formula works for me, for my clients, I also do a bit of teaching in that training about the different types of exercises, the foods, the discussion that I had in my own head internally when I was moving, like, okay, that food paired with this exercise and that food later is the perfect combo to give me a full meal and also still stay in range, right? You can learn all that stuff, all of it, at diabetesinaction.com. Go grab it. It's a completely free training. And at the end of the call or at the end of the training, there is an opportunity to hop on a call with either myself or one of our team members to see if our training would be a good fit for you because I want you to be able to adopt this level of living, to be able to go about your day, not worrying about blood sugars, not always focusing either obsessing over blood sugars or ignoring them because you know that they're not doing so great, right? To be able to live with your life, blood sugars nearly on autopilot. So you can focus on more important things. Now, of course, as you guys probably would assume, at least you should, there will be uh, a new place tour. I'm going to take you guys around once we get it more uh, settled, decorated, you know, a bit more pieced together. I'll show you guys around the new apartment. Uh, Once I get these 70, I'm staring at them right now, these 70 soundproofing uh, foam tile looking things, I got to figure out how to do soundproofing I'm going to become a sound technician over the next week. We'll figure it out. But right now, look for areas where you can understand on a deeper level, experiment safely and learn how to predict where your blood sugars are going to go and who knows, maybe one day you'll be able to figure out how to eat an entire meal, a hundred grams of carbs without giving insulin. That's what I want for you. I want you to have that level of control, that understanding and the freedom. To be spontaneous with your type 1 diabetes and your blood sugars. Alright, so last time, head over to diabetesinaction.com. Grab that training before it goes away. I mean, you know, this video, maybe you're watching it after, like a while after it came out and the video could be gone. So quick, get over there, watch that training, and uh, I think it's like 30 or 40 minutes. Take notes, figure out how you can apply that to your own lives, and we'll talk soon. Have an awesome day, and keep up the fight.